podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cheryl Spook writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away. And it's gone! Razor! Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. This is the voice of Jeremy Gillen. That is the people's champ. And happy new year, 2024. I hope that you had an excellent New Year's Eve. You drank responsibly. You didn't drive uh, inebriated. And if you stayed home, I hope that you watched, like me, it's becoming an annual tradition, just watching news anchors get plastered on national TV and make an absolute fool of themselves. I had the joy of watching some guy and his wife uh, he was taking shots every time his wife was pregnant and they had people that had this like group of old ladies come up bearing gifts for the baby and, and, and they had this tray of shots and he said, every time they say the word baby, I'm going to take a shot. Well, with like 10 minutes on the clock until midnight, that guy was blacked out by three, three minutes till <laughs> he had no, he had no chance <laughs> he was knocking him back. Um, just an absolute incredible year for Texas Tech, the centennial obviously being, uh, established in, um, 1923. And now we just had our 2023 centennial, a big year for Texas Tech in general, big year for Texas Tech athletics between, you know, somewhat of a disappointing football season. Sure. But you got to look at the grand picture of a lot of, um, new, uh, establishments coming in. Uh, donations coming in to build bigger establishments, especially around that football program. Uh, but you have a bunch of advancements all around uh, Texas Tech athletics. You've got the NIL collective stuff getting solidified. A lot of people getting opportunities that they didn't otherwise have beforehand. And the university turning 100 um, has brought in a lot of revenue and a lot of rejuvenation to just this area, to Lubbock, to the university as a whole. Um, as On the academic side of things, I can tell you that it's just it's a really exciting time to be a Red Raider. And no more exciting a time than to be a Lady Raider fan. 1-0 in the Big 12. Taking a share of first in the conference after a 79-71 victory over Houston on Saturday afternoon. And let me tell you, if Coach Gerlich's New Year's resolution was to become an absolutely dominant force on the basketball court, she got an early start of it on Saturday. Lady Raiders had a fast start, taking a 31-12 lead after the first quarter. This is two points shy of a program record for most points in the first quarter. It was complete basketball, complete offense, complete defense. It was fast. There was good passing, good transition, good communication. I think something Texas Tech did really well, I think the Lady Raiders did, is half-court defense on the opposing side, on Houston's side. Houston couldn't inbound the ball without being harassed. This was excellent defensive scheming, getting a bunch of immediate turnovers that became buckets because you're just right there. It's an easy layup. I, this was an unstoppable force. You play basketball like you played your first quarter against Houston. Oh, you're going places, baby. You're going places. So let's talk a little bit about the game. Uh, Jasmine Shaver started the first quarter with a three-pointer, kind of set the mood for the night, right? Houston gets a 4-0 run after that, but Bailey Mop and our girl hits another three, and we get that 6-4 lead. After that, Kyla Freelon, you sparked that run, uh, I think it was like a 10-0 run over the next couple of minutes, and we make a couple of free throws. And then hello, Jada Wynn. 
Hello, Jada Wynn. We'll talk about her a little bit more in, uh, ad nauseum after the recap. But connecting the first one behind the arc, uh, and at a certain point, we were up 18-8. to eight. Houston had, like, called their first time out. They're like, hold on, wait a minute. We wanted to come into the Big 12 and make a statement. Well, the Lady Raiders weren't having it. So <laughs> you're up 18-8, and eight and Houston's reeling, and they're having to call a timeout. And you end the quarter on an 8-0 run where Kyler Freeland makes two free throws. Jada Wynn gets two more three points. You're at that 31-12 advantage. I mean, you shot 10 of 13 from the field. You're, it's like seven, it's over 75%. You forced seven turnovers. You had seven assists and, again, two points shy of that 33 record in the first quarter. And this is a team that was is continually doubted. Uh, you were doubted in the preseason poll. You're doubted by national media. And understandably, you are coming off back-to-back losses uh, against Tulsa and then Oregon State in that Hawaii Invitational. But the thing is, is that, you know, this team's dynamics, this team's DNA. I said it on the recap of the Hawaii trip that this team, this program, this coaching staff, everybody's going to have to agree on the identity of Texas Tech, of Lady Raider basketball. And we're going to have to come out swinging in the Big 12 to really set a statement, set the tone for the rest of the season. Because uh, it's easy to curl up when you lose. It's easy to curl up and say, ah, shucks, we were on a good run, you know, 11-0, we were doing great. But we just met a brick wall. We met our first quality team, dang. Then we met a second quality team, dang. And so it sets the, sets the precedent that you can only win when you're not playing quality teams. But that's just not the case. You get into Big 12 basketball. Houston's not a, not a, any Big 12 team is not a slouch. I don't care what their record is. I don't care what other people are saying about them. These are all Big 12 programs. And for me, Big 12 basketball, male and female, is some of the best basketball in the nation. And so I have to stay consistent. So Houston is a team that can beat you, but not like they were playing in the first quarter. Um, so yeah, you, you have an incredibly complete first quarter. You play a brand of basketball that I think coach Gerlich knows DNA wise. Like that's where her team needs to be. You're shooting excellent. Now shooting what? 77% from the field in a fr- <clears throat> is not something that's sustainable. That's, inc- that's like national, that's, that's national championship. Like if you can do that on average, you're never losing a game, but you can't. So Having an incredible first quarter um, is somewhere that Texas Tech has struggled. Also, remember in those Tulsa and Oklahoma State games, you got behind early. And so it pays dividends to become, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Become the team that gets out ahead early. So Coach Coach Gerlich, Coach P. All them took that um, to heart, redesigned their game plan, and just came out with a whole different mindset. And you're up 31-12 after the first quarter. Defensively, again, playing extremely well, those seven turnovers. But also, again, playing good passing ball. You didn't pass well in Hawaii, and you got seven assists in the first quarter alone. You looked really good. Now, in that second quarter, Houston starting to fight back, right? They scored the first six points. Um, and then you have, I think, Merritt. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Merritt stops that run, posts a, qu- a quick layup. Uh, and then Kyler Freelon immediately after blocks a shot for the Lady Raiders. Um, and then you got to have a back and forth for that second quarter. You get into this Big 12 lock. You've got uh, Jada Wynn. You've got Logan Johnson hitting three-pointers. You get to that 46-25, a sweet spot. Uh, but with a minute left, Ashley Chevalier. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's good to get her a lot of time. Uh, it's exciting to see her get more integrated in this program when she came over from Texas. Obviously, there was some concern about you know, the level of talent that she does have. Is it going to translate? Does she want to buy in? 
obviously coming here. She wanted to buy in. Guess what? We're playing Texas next week. It's important for her to get um, get some action. So hitting that um, hitting that last three, you're already at eight threes in the first two quarters. At the half, you're up 51-33. 51 points at the half. 51 points, and you kept your opponents at 33. You're on an unbeatable pace. Houston does fight back in the second quarter, but you're still on a good pace. You're you're meeting the punch. You're taking the punches. You're rolling with it, and you're continuing to play your brand of basketball. You get down a little bit. You fight back. You get down a little bit. You fight back. The really nice thing is that getting down a little bit, you still had a massive point advantage, so fighting back, is just demoralizing for Houston, right? We've all been there. You're trying to fight back and get your way into a game, and a team never seems to go, like never seems to give up and give ground. And with a 51-33 advantage, this felt like a game where Texas Tech could do no wrong. The Lady Raiders on a tear. Now, um, that third quarter was a little bit more, it was slow, and I, I, I do wonder about the nature of um, Coach Gerlich's kind of coaching pedagogy of, I, I didn't know if we're more of like a, hey, just keep your foot on the gas and uh, put your foot on the throat and end it, you know, or if it's more like a, hey, we don't have to go out of our way to, um, we don't have to go out of our way to make this game any worse than it is. Like we're winning and let's keep a winning way. But in either case, if it was, if it wasn't, the point was it was a low scoring third quarter. Um, really to begin we didn't i think it was about two minutes whenever bailey Maupin gets uh gets some points on the board with a free throw we kind of break the mark or break the seal and um at a certain point we're up you know 55 37 houston actually goes on a little run here houston trying to get some life back in their team they're at home they're trying to make a statement in their first big 12 game on a nine and two run but then you get, again, Jasmine Shaver, somebody who's really coming into their own, who's really carving out a piece on this, um, carving out her piece on this lineup, get a, a layup off of a second chance. And then, again, um, Merritt steals the ball. You have great defense here, scoring on a fast break, 60-46, right? Go a few more points before um, from Jasmine and from Jada Wynn before we end, 65-53. You're at the end of the third. 65-53. Um, you don't score a breakneck pace, but you're not upset with scoring, um, what is that, 16, what, I can't add, 14 points. You're not upset with scoring 14 points in a quarter when you have such a massive lead. I would say you have to make sure you're scoring. For me, I think I like the idea that you can score 15 points a quarter, right? 15 points a quarter minimum is a really good place to be if you're if you're at tied or ahead. Um and so at 60-46 at the end of the third, you're feeling really good going to the fourth. Um, excuse me, 65-53. And um, in the fourth, hey, we brought our lead back up to 14. Bailey Maupin had a quick layup, and we just kind of traded points. Kyler Freelon layups, Merritt layups, all, uh, uh, Jada win threes. You know, um, Houston does keep it close. They outscored Tech in that fourth quarter, 18-14. to But ultimately, your Lady Raiders close out the game to win their first road conference opener in how many years 11 years it's been 11 years since the lady raiders have won a conference opener and you went at 79 71 the score looks a lot closer than the game was texas tech dominates houston in houston shout out to all the red raiders who went shout out to my rep friend mateo nomeo shout out to the scarlet um the scarlet ladies and just um 
Yeah, I feel really good about this one. So 79, 71, ending that first game. It's a lot, it's a really good momentum going into the next one. We'll talk about that in a second. But let's let's kind of give some kudos, some highlights here. Jada Wynn, hello, hello. Uh, you're leading the Lady Raiders in scoring. It's her first 20 plus point game in her career. 23 points, six three-pointers, and she went perfect from the free from the charity stripe. Five of five, right? And so excellent game from Jada Wynn. I was talking about in I can't remember if it was in the last episode or the one prior to that. This team, we've had a lot of solo ballers, Bree Scott, Vic Gray, you know, even before that. You need a team of scorers. And basketball is like, it's a game of runs. And here's the thing, people sometimes hit dry spells. You can't just expect somebody to be clutch every night. To give, um, to give like an idea, like, if you're going to look at, um, heck, I was going to say, if you're going to look at a national runner-up, Texas Tech 2019 men's, screw that. If you're going to look at a 1993 national championship team, the Lady Raiders, you had a bunch of people who could score. You had people who could score. Obviously, Cheryl Swoops is the crowning jewel of that team and how far she went and changed kind of the face of the NBA for women. You had a bunch of people around her who could score. And so that's what creates a good championship level team or a team that can get there, that can fight to get there. So Jada Wynn coming out of her shell, getting 23 points in this game should make you really excited because that's somebody that you've kind of been in the, in the peripheral this whole season but now she's kind of had a huge night. It's going to give her a lot of momentum, a lot of energy, and it's going to give other teams fits when they're going to the film room saying, okay, who do we have to watch out for? Yeah, Bailey Maupin, Kyle Crew. Oh, wait a minute. Jada Wynn? Like, who is this? We don't have a lot, you know, who is this? And so one more person that we have to be really careful about guarding, one person we have to always be aware of where she's at on the court, it's just going to create problems. The more people you can have scoring on a team, the better it's going to be for you in the long run. So Jada Wynn, 23 points uh, off of six threes. Obviously, your girl Bailey Maupin, she's got 19 points, 60% shooting, right? Uh, actually getting up there in three rebound steals and three assists and just excellent game from Bailey Maupin, continuing to be a leader despite being only a sophomore on this team. Somebody who's going to be a structural, like, you can't lose her because she, she is a huge piece of what makes this team run. Um, that energy, kind of that zeal for the game, eye for the game. Um, kind of learning under the tutelage of Bree Scott last last season. She's somebody who's going to, she's really impactful. Pretty much a captain of this team, no doubt. Uh, two more Lady Raiders scored in double figures. You have four Lady Raiders in total that score in double figures. You got Jada Wynn, you got Bailey Maupin. And then we've got um, kind of our classics here. Kyler Freeland's got 10 points, three boards. Yes, sir. A block and three steals, a really fun block. It was really exciting to watch. And then Jasmine Shaver's also with 10 points, six rebounds, and two assists. Jordan Merritt does get seven points, six boards, being really effective in that post game. Um, but as a team, I think you played super well. I think you got four people scoring in double digits. That's if you can if you can repeat that in any game, you're gonna have a really good chance to win. And even more so, <clears throat> you forced 22 turnovers on this Houston team. 22 turnovers. You in the night. Shooting uh, basically 55% from the field and um, 53 from the three-point line. That's lights out. That's good night. Start the. You don't even turn the bus off for your. Don't even turn the bus off. We're just gonna score on you all night. You're gonna go home, right? And so I think that was a really excellent, complete game from the Lady Raiders. Offensively, defensively, two things that you struggled with in Hawaii. You said, you know what? That's not that. Nah, that's not us. And they came out and proved it completely. 
And so Lady Raiders, uh, 9-0 at home, but you're hosting Texas Wednesday. Number five, Texas. They're 13-1 overall, and but they just lost their Big 12 opener 85-79. And maybe part of that is because Texas does have a huge miss, a huge missing piece. Rory Harmon um, tearing her ACL in practice on, on Friday before their game. I mean, not an ideal situation for Texas. Rory Harmon's a huge piece of this Texas team. And her not being on the court, it's heartbreaking. You don't want to see that for anybody. Um, you certainly don't want you don't want athletes getting hurt like that. I know there's some assholes out there who are like, who would hope this person gets injured so that like my team has a better chance to win. And that's just messed up because like these people are still, I mean, they're kids, right? These are young adults um, making their way in the world, doing what they love and doing it for a ton of people. And I think that that's a really special thing that not everybody gets a taste of. And so to see people, especially people who are really special at their game, get injured. Like Rory Harmon's not going to be out forever, right? I do expect there'll be a redemption story in here that the healing from the process, the ACL, there's going to be a, there's going to be a big win there in the end. But right now, Rory Harmon's out. And so Texas is kind of scrambling to figure out a new identity. And they were in the game against Baylor, sure. But Rory Harmon was definitely missing. Like I think with Rory on the court, uh, Texas wins that game handily. But they lose 85-79. And now they're having to go um, on the road to Texas Tech. Uh, an undefeated record, but obviously a vastly different level of talent. Uh, with Texas being the most superior team that's going to probably come into um, the United Supermarkets Arena. But Texas Tech feeling very good about their win against Houston coming home, getting to be rested, uh, no major injuries outside of obviously Judge Nwari not being in the game, but that's not been a part of our identity this season. And you got a lot of people who are proving to kind of come into their own at the right time. I don't know. Is it, are we, is it possible to upset them? Possibly. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if I'll preview that game. I don't want to like throw too many podcasts out here. Um, it might be easier. Albie and I are still trying to figure this thing out, balancing men and women's and also coming off the holidays. It is what it is. We're here to cover Texas Tech sports. Women, men's, don't care what they're doing. If I could cover the meat judging, I would. If I could cover uh, Spuds McKenzie, nah, whatever his name is, the basically national championship of shooting, I would. Get him on the podcast. We want him here. We want to hear people's stories. We love that on Tortillas and Texas. We love hearing the stories of our student-athletes. We love promoting the university. We love this. We love the school with everything we've got. Obviously, we've incurred a lot of debt from here, um, but it's a debt we love having. Uh, and so, God, um, yeah, Happy New Year 2024. Could be a really exciting year for Texas Tech Athletics, not just football, right? We're all excited about football. There's huge recruiting class, a lot of momentum towards the program. But you got spring sports coming up. Basketball still going. We have no idea how that's going to go for either program. Lady Raiders looking really good right now. And men's basketball about to play um, the last non-con before they get into the Big Big 12 gauntlet. You got track and field. You got baseball. There's a lot going on at Texas Tech University. It's going to be a fun 2024. And as always, we will keep you up to date with What's going on? All the news, all that jazz. I'm exhausted. It's uh, January 1st, so I'm a bit tired. But tell you what, um, for the People's Champ, that is me, Jeremy Gillen. This has been the Tortillas and Takes podcast presented by the 1012 Network. And as always, stay wrecked, people. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.